What if it's not too late? What if you truly can retire confidently? I'm Telton W. Hall, certified financial planner and best-selling author of The Secure Solution, creating a high-quality retirement in a low-interest rate world. My team and I have engaged in thousands of retirement planning sessions with middle and upper middle class Americans, people like you with their own unique fears and families and their own messes and their own successes. And they have done just that, retired confidently. If you're willing to go with me, I can tell you how. It's story time. Let's go. Hello, welcome to the podcast. Thanks for joining me today. Hope you're having a great year, a great week, and a great day. Let me tell you something that's been on my mind with regard to taxes and tax planning, specifically as it relates to your investment strategy. So we had the uh, what folks often call the the Trump tax cuts that were that were signed into office while President Trump was in office technically called the, I think it's called the Tax Cut and Job Creation, something along those lines. TJCA, uh, I believe is the acronym for that actual law that went into effect. And part of that, it, it reduced income taxes for a lot of folks in that middle income range, but then it also changed the way that capital gains rates are taxed. That's been on my mind. I've been visiting with a lot of folks that own, really starting a couple years ago, they own real estate or they own stock holdings that have appreciated. They've held them for longer than a year. They've had quite a bit of an appreciation. And so they have capital gains and they like the idea of using these current tax uh, structures and these current tax rates to try to capitalize on some of those capital gains that they have at potentially a lower tax rate than if they wait to capitalize on those till later on it because the the current tax structure the what's called the Trump tax cuts those are expected to it, well they're they're scheduled to expire and so unless they're renewed they're going to expire in 2025 so we still have a couple more years to to work within this current tax structure to try to take as much advantage of the current tax rates as it relates to your investment portfolio and your real estate holdings. So as we, I visited with a lot of folks here recently, as we're looking at stock prices uh, being de- depressed now for about a year, uh, real estate prices uh, generally going up until recently, and then we've started to see some reduction in, in real estate prices. And we're looking at, okay, what, what would be the strategy to utilize where we currently are in the economic cycle as well as where we currently are in the, in the tax structure situation? And one of those is to actually sell holdings that you have that have long-term capital gains associated with them. There's a couple ideas here. The first would be that, and I'll walk you through the, the numbers in a little more detail, but the general idea is that a lot of folks, if they sell and have a capital gain of 50 or 100 or, or $500,000 worth of capital gains, that's going to put them, and, and this is in really oversimplified terms, obviously you'll, you'll work with your tax professional to dial in the exact numbers, but in general terms, so you can get the concept, they're going to be in a 15 percent long-term capital gains rate 
as opposed to a lot of folks after the um, the Trump tax cuts expire would be in a 20% long-term capital gains rate. There is still a 0% long-term capital gains rate, but that means that the total income and proceeds for the year need to be under married filing jointly, I want to say 77000 So obviously, if you fall under that category, you're in a 0% long-term capital gains rate, which could be, I mean, that could be super compelling. Let's say you've got, uh, whether that may, maybe, a, let's say it's a lot that you purchased. Let's say that you bought that lot for, I'll, I'll make up some numbers here, $100,000, and it's appreciated to $150,000, but then in the last month or so, it's come down, and so you need to sell it before those prices go potentially lower. So you can sell it for, I'll make up a number here, a hundred and let's say you're in a net like 135 from that. So you've got 35,000 in, in gains. And if, if you're, you know, let's say that you make 40 or $50,000 a year and after expenses, you net out another, to make the math simple, let's maybe say that your overall income is 40,000 and you net 30,000 from the seller's property, you're at 70,000 of income for the year. You do not even have to pay long-term capital gains on that because of the 0% long-term capital gains rate when that overall in- income and proceeds for the year is under that 77000 mark. So that's, what, that, that's still enforcing. That's still compelling. Then the next piece of that is if when your income goes higher, when it goes over that 77000 mark, uh, under the old system, you were in a uh, 15% long-term capital gains rate when you fell within the 25 and the 28 and the 33 and the the 35% rates and so you were there you were there at 15% and now it's a little bit more simple because it's up to 480,000 and if you go over that then you're in a 20% capital gains space so that's one area that folks are saying you know what I can lock this in now it'll be at a 15% long-term capital gains rate. And there's a lot of concern that when those expire, that the, um, depending on the administration that's in, in effect at that time, that the, uh, Biden, especially during his, uh, his campaigning, specifically talked about raising that long-term capital gains rate and raising it substantially and so that's a place where it's like, man, maybe we just utilize what we have right now, long-term capital gains at 15%. That's pretty good. If we wait until they expire, then that means not only do we have the exact same rates, they could change in the future. And that's a, and that's a concern. So a lot of folks are looking at that really, really seriously. The other component of that is that particularly when you look at your, your stock holdings, that are generally down 15 to 20, even, even more, even up to 28, 29% over the last year. So you, let's use an example here. Like, let's say that 20 years ago, you inherited some Coca-Cola stock from, from your grandmother, right? That's how it always is supposed to happen, right? Your grandma just liked Coke and she would buy stock. And so you got 1,000 shares of it 20 years ago. So that, back in 2003, it was ballpark around $50 a share. So you're like, sweet, we like that. 
So that's worth $50,000. A thousand shares, $50 a share. So that's worth $50,000. But you decided to just hold on to it. So you let it keep growing. You let it keep accumulating. It got as high as, it got over $600, a little over a year ago per share. And right now, pretty close, to make simple math, let's say that it's, it's pretty close to around $500 per share. So that $50,000 has turned into $500,000. And 450000 of that is, for simple purposes, so you can understand the concept, 450000 of that is long-term capital gains. And so it is worth considering, it's worth exploring if you want to sell at this current $500 price, because I think that the economy is still going to be here and that Coke is still going to be a profitable country in a year and in five years and in 10 years. And so it'll go back up to 600 and then it'll go to 650 and then it'll go to seven and then it'll go to 750 over over however many years. And if you take advantage of this discount that you have right now, you can actually sell that. It's still $450,000 worth of long-term capital gains. If you did all of it, maybe you just do a part of it or do piece by piece over several years. But compared to selling that at $600,000, that's $100,000 difference in the amount of long-term capital gains that you'll need to realize. And so in, in simple math, 20% of that it just say by selling now it just saved you $20,000 by taking advantage you're going to be in the 15% long term capital gains rates there's also uh going to be a um very likely a net investment income tax uh that that came out of the president obama era of another 3.8% it that depends on a few different factors but just so you're aware that might also be out there but for simple math, just the long-term capital gains alone, then you know that you're, you're, you're going to pay 15% of those long-term capital gains. And we don't know exactly what those will be in the future. And there's some reasonable concern that those rates could be higher in, in the future. So you, you sell that, you, you realize those at a, at a current valuation, and then there's no reason that after you wait 30 days, you can't buy back into Coke and hold it for another 20 years and let it keep appreciating for a whole bunch of years. But now your basis is 500000 instead of 50000 So as the um, account continues to appreciate, you've got a big chunk of assets there that you could that you could sell and not have to realize capital gains because you chose the time of when you wanted to to realize those. And I would I would say this you have you have to stay out of that. You can't just sell it t- today and then buy it back tomorrow and realize that capital gains that I mean the IRS is aware that that happens. So you have to stay out of that for for 30 days and so or 31 days and you you know you wait and and make sure you make that purchase after the the term is called a wash sell where if you just sell it and then buy it right back. And so to avoid that, you wait that time period before you repurchase the asset. So let me say this in connection with that is you could just sit in cash during that that window in order to avoid the wash sale. At the same time though, I think it's really important right now with where we are in the markets 
that you stay invested. The Fed, I don't think that they're going to overshoot. I really hope that they don't overshoot and push interest rates too high too long. They're looking for a meaningful reduction in inflation. That's their wording, meaningful reduction in inflation. And, and I think that's good, and I think that's appropriate. We can, we can deal with choppy markets or a slower economy much better than we can deal with long-term higher inflation. So I agree with them in that regard. I really hope and I think and I believe in, and I, I think this is an accurate statement that if they can see any type of meaningful reduction in inflation, then they'll immediately pause raising inflation or interest rates. And then as soon as possible, they will start to lower those rates. And my opinion is when they even announce or hint that they're going to start to lower rates, and then once they actually implement it, you are going to want to be invested in long-term stock market holdings, the long-term growth assets that you have you want to be invested to catch that ride. Because right now there's this huge discount to say, geez, if interest rates stay this long or stay this high for, for any extended period of time, then that's depressed the value of stocks. And as soon as there's an indication that interest rates won't stay at these levels for any extended period of time, stocks will rebound. And they'll, I think, rebound pretty substantially. And so you're going to want to be invested for that. So so that would be one concern if you, if you say, you know what, it makes sense to me. I'm going to take a portion of, of my long-term capital gains and I'm going to sell that. I'm going to realize that so that I can, I can pay taxes right now where I, I know what it is. I, I, I know what the bird in the hand is instead of chasing the, the one in the bush. I'm going to, uh, to realize that now with, with, with some portion of your long-term capital gains. You might want to consider during that time period where you're sitting out, that 30, 31 days that you're sitting out you you might still want to consider investing at least just in a broad market index. Obviously, it's, it's your money. It's up to you. You can invest in whatever you want. You can invest in some other individual stock that, that you like, or you could leave it sitting in, in cash, or you could invest in some, you know, just S&P 500 or NASDAQ-based or Russell 2000-based fund. So at least you're going to participate if during that time when you're sitting out waiting to buy back the holding that if you want to, to buy back the holding, you're going to be sitting out before you can do that. So it would be a, a reasonable consideration to invest in some type of stock index fund so that if, if the Fed gets any kind of data that they like with regard to inflation and they decide to lower interest rates, that you'll be able to participate in that potential pop in the markets. So there you go. Some uh, thoughts that have been in my mind as we've as we've been visiting with folks and spending a lot of time doing the nitty gritty detailed planning component of that, and then and then as always, the most important component of this, the best way to make these types of decisions, is to have a detailed retirement income plan because by having a plan for the future, whether that's in one month when you want to retire, or one year when you retire, or in one decade when you want to retire. If you have a really detailed plan of what your income sources are going to be, what they look like, then that's the far and away best way to inform your current decisions. That's really, in my opinion, the only way to make astute informed decisions now is to have a plan for what that retirement income looks like because 
everything that we do now is in anticipation of that. And if we don't know the details of how that works or how that plays out or how much we're going to be drawing from these different accounts or how much extra we need to save or how much of that is taxable and how much of that is tax-free, all of that getting lined out in the future is what helps us make informed decisions now. And of course, that's what we're trying to accomplish with the Retire Confidently program. Thanks for joining me today. Hope this was helpful and informative and have a great week. Hey folks, one last thing. If you have not checked out the Retire Confidently program recently, you really need to. We have drastically changed the cost associated with that program. So to go to teltonhall.com forward slash program and then click sign up and then put in the discount code podcast, podcast, all caps. You're going to be blown away at the price that you'll pay for a program that could massively change your retirement outlook, your confidence towards your retirement, and make thousands, ten thousands, even hundreds of thousands of dollars of difference in your retirement. Don't miss this. Take advantage of it right now. Teltonhall.com forward slash program. Click sign up. Use the discount code PODCAST in all caps. And for the price of, I mean, the less than a pair of basketball shoes, less than a really nice dinner out, you can get access to a program where we've seriously tried to give you every tip, every trick, every piece of education, every strategy that we can to turn any angst you have about retirement into confidence towards your retirement. Check it out. Teltonhall.com forward slash program. I am super excited for you. Your future retired self is ecstatic for you.